What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, August 12th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes, 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues, a.k.a. the verified one at Tim Gettys. Let's him host. How hey, you doing, Greg? I'm good, Tim. How are you? I'm fantastic. Did you have a nice weekend? I did. You got your big yeah, coffee yeah, yeah. over there? You're all got set to go. Got my big old transfer, baby. Let's go. Yeah. 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 So that was, it was a perfect Starbucks morning. Now, have you got... Well, how's that? Just I got to... Because I do the order ahead now. Of course you do. So you order ahead. Yeah. And then you, you go and you pull in and you hope that there's like minutes left on the, the meter. Sure. And I hope that it's green. Sure. Because if it's red... Those motherfuckers are out there. They're going to get you. Mm-hmm. Got pulled in the last second. I saw someone was pulling out. It was green. I had like two minutes left. All I needed, walk in, grab Got the coffee, it. walk Good. out. Now, Here have I you am. adjusted to your no straw life? I mean, no, I never will. Okay. Never will. Never will. Because the sippy top's pretty good. No. No? No good? Mm-mm. It sucks. It's, it's all right. It spills too much? Is that what's happened? Yeah. I'm okay with it. Okay. Like, I'd rather this over the... the paper straw. No paper, paper straw. straw. We just need to not do it. Yeah. Give up on straws if we're going to give up on straws. Sure. Well, Kevin's got that retractable tooth, that not toothbrush, retractable uh, straw he uses. You seen yeah. this? I have. Has seen he shown it, it to you? Mm-hmm. You should get one of those. No. You like you like tech? Not like that. Don't you? Not like this. <laughs> Don't you? <laughs> it comes out like ear pods. Mm-mm. It's great, no? Mm-mm. All right, whatever. Uh, today, we're going to talk about porn on Ninja's Twitch channel, oh, Xbox yeah, and exclusives, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can go over there, ask us your questions, comments, concerns, everything under the video game, son. Then... Tune in to watch us record it live, twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. Housekeeping for you. I'm wearing the Kind of Funny hoodie. Oh, so now you might think you might think I'm just wearing the old kind of funny hoodie. Mm-mm. We finally found new blue for the kind of the funny hoodie. There, it is coming back. It is not on the store yet. Kindoffunny.com slash store. There are other things on the store right now at ridiculous discounts. Yeah, but eventually this will like pop up. Habit. This will pop, pop up there one day. So be ready for it. Right? Kindoffunny.com slash store. Uh, we want to clothe your better half with your bottom half. <laughs> Put your asses up. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Blackjack and Mohammed Mohammed. Today we're brought to you by Quip and Experian, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Six items on the Roper Report. Oh, Baker's Dozen! And let me give you a little tease, everybody watching and listening. Number two runs right into number three. So okay. get ready for a journey. Get ready for a, nice ready for a journey. But first, way. we're going to start here. Uh, number one, Twitch shows porn on Ninja's Dormant Channel. This is Luke Plunkett over at Kotaku. I'm going to need some more info on this. I got I've it been seeing this making the rounds. A lot of jokes here Hashtag, and there. Hashtag, uh, what is it, Twitch over party? Like they're, it, they, that's what they're calling it. Really bad hashtag, but yeah, like for yeah, like Twitter, every, every league. Anyways, Tyler Ninja Blevins, who recently left his 14 million follower Twitch account behind to go and stream on rival platform Mixer, has issued a statement labeled disgusted and so sorry today after the now dormant account, which he no longer operates, was promoting streams from other users, including one broadcasting pornography. Ninja obviously had no control over that Twitch landing page now since he's left the service for good and is dismayed in the video below that the page is showcasing uh, other streamers' content. Of course, Kotaku then embeds the Twitch or the Twitter video he put up talking about it. 
While stating that a split from Twitch had to this bend point handled professionally, he says the promotion of a porn stream to a still, still sizable audience, not everyone will have to go, had gotten the news that he's moved platforms, is crossing the line. Leading Ninja to begin attempts to get his entire page taken down, quote, or at least not promote other streamers and other channels. Now, you ha- that's did that recap it well enough for you? Because mm-hmm. I feel like some of these sentences didn't make sense and they're not even, I'm not blaming myself. So what happened? Twitch is uh, trying this new thing, they say, right? Where if a stream is offline, they'll do this thing isn't here or this stream is not live. Here are some other options for you, other things to look at. Related. They only did this for Ninja. This is something that just popped up on his channel. And the first thumbnail, at least one part of it, was just straight up this dude railing some lady. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just straight up. It is porn. Yeah. It was something that, you know, that's some channel was broadcasting porn and that's what got auto-filled in there. How? Nobody knows what's happening. Um, Quote, this is now from the CEO, CEO of Twitch. Quote, I apologize, I, I apologize, want to apologize directly to At Ninja. That's the quote. I apologize, want to apologize directly to At Ninja that this happened. Emmett Shear, Twitch's CEO, said on Twitter last night. It wasn't our intent, but it should not have happened. No excuses. Shear said the company has been experimenting with how recommended content was displayed across Twitch when the pornographic stream appeared on Blevins' page. Shear added that the account behind the stream uh, has been permanently banned and the cha- that cha- and that channel recommendations have been suspended. Quote: While we investigate how this content became uh, came to be promoted. Hmm. Come on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bad luck. How are sucks. they not figuring this out? Figure that, out how to promote content. Yeah, that's the thing is like for this to be like the first out the gate and on the biggest channel ever, <laughs> for them to make a fuck up this big, not gonna look good. Yeah. Everyone's gonna forget about it tomorrow. But. Sure, but it's just like what a bonehead move. And yeah. I understand what they're they're trying to do. Okay, cool. Our one our biggest Twitch page is now gone. So like what are we gonna do with that space? What can they had a a, a, a you know tongue in cheek reference to it there where it was like the ninja you're, the ninja you're looking for is in another castle. Like they tried to do that in their first one and it was like you're showing porn what the fuck and then they went and changed it and then <laughs> finally just took it down. Yeah. It's a weird thing where it is a great idea in concept um, but it's really easy for people to look at that and be like I don't want this. This is uh, not what I'm signing up for and we've seen it like even with something as little as twitter feeds where people get mad about seeing liked tweets compared to just yeah, the yeah. people that they follow that's kind of what this is right um there's also the added level of kind of a weird use of someone's uh platform um we saw this back with SourceFed when they went down and then now this nerd whatever bought the channel and like tried just being like oh we're gonna do this now and everyone's like no you're not like, we, we like the SourceFed people we don't want you just yeah, who the hell fucking are you? using our the millions of subscribers that we've subscribed to to watch a certain type of content. Like, we're not going to watch your bullshit versions. Yeah. And whether or not they were good, in my case, I'd say they weren't. But, like, uh, even if it was great content, I I don't think you can just do that. Like, there needs to be some level of history. And I think a good example is Inside Gaming taking over the Machinima channel. It's like there was history there. That That makes sense. And people weren't upset about that because... You know, there was there was lineage. But with this, it's like they're using Ninja's page just to promote other people, which in theory is a good thing for the Twitch community because it's just trying to be like, hey, if you hey, you if, came here for this and there's not he's not here, but hey, there's other things. If you are wrapped up in the Twitch ecosystem, you actually care about the bits and how long you've subscribed to people and all that stuff. And you don't want to make the track to mixer or you want to do both. Then it's like, all right, cool. Here's some people that you might want to follow. But I feel like it should have been curated. A little bit more? I would say a lot more. Like, I definitely think that... Especially because it's apparently, like, the first time they're trying this out of the gate on their biggest channel. Like, I just let the computer decide what gets pulled. Yeah, no, I feel like that should have been, like, if you like Ninja, you'll probably like. Here's 10 channels, you know? Yeah. Not not porn, but, I mean, 
But even that said, like, you know, Ninja brings this up in his video. It's a good watch, actually. He's very upset about it, too. Uh, understandably so, right? And he talks about how, hey, like, you know, this has been... Per, he's as the Kotaku article calls that professional, right? He's like, you know, there's he, he said something to the fact that, like, you know, they've made little comments here and there, but it's cool, we've been fine. Like, this is a huge fuck up, let alone the fact that they're using my channel to promote other people. And he's like, you know, the channel I curated for 10 years or whatever he says, and all the you know, got to 14 million followers. It's like, that's a good point, too. That if you came to twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, right, and we weren't streaming, granted, we host a lot of people throughout the day when we're not live, you choose that though, exactly. If you came here, I would, and like, you came here specifically for us and we weren't live, I'd rather you spend time reading figuring it out subscribing following what do we do what's our schedule then oh they're not live oh these people are clicking gone you know what i mean like you don't want that yeah Hmm. more things for them to figure out Mm -hmm. as twitch continues to try to figure this out Uh, an antibiologist wrote into you're wrong it says the hashtag is twitch is over party Uh, still a terrible hashtag yeah twitch is over party and they're not over twitch is over party like it's just bad twitch is over would have been a better one even that's not a good one yeah tim you need to help these people out when movements start happening right yeah I don't got anything. Twitch <laughs> fucked up. Twitch, Twitch shows porn. porn. Ninja yeah. porn Twitch. Twitch porn. Dude, Number two. Dude rails. What you? What was? How'd you say it? <laughs> dude, straight dude, railing. Dude rail on this lady. <laughs> Number two. The Outer Worlds is a quote-unquote exclusive Xbox franchise. This is Richard Wakeling over at GameSpot. The Outer Worlds is shaping up quite nicely ahead of its release on October 25th for Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC, with the Switch version arriving at a later date. If you want to play its potential sequel, however, you might need an Xbox. That's the word from the head of Xbox Studios, Matt Booty, who revealed during an interview with Game Informer that Microsoft believes the Outer Worlds can be an enduring franchise for the company. Microsoft acquired Obsidian, the studio developing the Outer Worlds, back in 2018, adding it to the list of 15 developers that comprise the Xbox Game Studios roster, alongside the likes of Ninja Theory, Double Fine, and Playground Games. The Outer Worlds is currently being published by Private Division, the indie-centric publishing arm of Take-Two. But beyond that, Microsoft will likely be handling publishing duties for any potential sequels, which could also mean the franchise becomes a Microsoft exclusive. Not shocking if that was to happen. Mm -hmm. However, number three on the Roper Report, we go to IGN, where Alicia Judge says, Games from new Xbox first-party developers might launch on PlayStation Switch 2. One of the Xbox bosses has said its potential for first-party studios to release games on non-Microsoft platforms. Traditionally, when a platform acquires a studio, it buys the rights to publish every future game on its own console, but Xbox seems to be toying with leniency. In an interview with Game Informer, Xbox's first-party studios boss, Matt Booty, said that Xbox-owned developers like Double Fine and Obsidian might be able to create games for rival platforms in the future. He revealed Xbox would consider allowing studios to continue creating multi-platform games after being acquired saying quote i think the question is less binary about should it be on switch should it be on playstation and more does it make sense for the franchise in other words uh is it a kind of game where it would benefit from the network effect of being on a bunch of different platforms or is it a game where we can best support it by putting resources and making sure our platforms things like xcloud and game pass and xbox live are really leaning to in to support the game It's not an unprecedented approach. Microsoft holds the rights to games like Minecraft and Cuphead, which have both been published on platforms other than Xbox. Elsewhere, both The Outer Worlds and Psychonauts 2 will be multi-platform releases, despite developers Obsidian and Double Fine respectively being owned by Microsoft. 
However, in this case, these developers were acquired by Microsoft after development on these games began, and so it remains to be seen if these studios will remain multi-platform for future projects. Quote, with something like Minecraft, I think it was a no-brainer that we were never going to try and take anything from players that existed on those platforms. And certainly, we've added platforms since the acquisition, said Booty. But then, obviously, we're going to have our big franchises like Forza, uh, Forza, uh, Halo, and Sea of Thieves, where those games are designed from the outset to really exist on Xbox. I think that will continue. Outer Worlds 2, mm-hmm. where's it going to be? Is it going to be on everything? Is it just going to be on Xbox? We really need to see what next gen looks like for me to confidently say, but I think we're seeing it everywhere. I also think we're going to see Sea of Thieves everywhere. You think so? Yeah, I, I think that it's we're so we're moments away from understanding what Xbox's battle plan actually is. And when you hear all these interviews and there's a lot that you can kind of piece together, you start it's painting a picture where it's like they don't want to they want a platform, they don't want a hardware like to be their their focus at yeah. least, right? And like they'll have their Halos and stuff. You need more than just Halo. And they we've seen this now multi-generations of Xbox where you need more than just Halo and Gears and Forza to be able to rival what PlayStation's doing. This seems like they're like, all right, we're not going to be able to do that. So let's just get everywhere and like let's own the conversation everywhere, which is great and I think going to be very advantageous to them if they make the right moves quick enough, um, if X- XCloud works well enough, and if they like make in- make games fast even more mainstream and like clear and concise to people and really nail home though you can play it anywhere. You don't need the Xbox to be able to do it. Yeah, if that's what they end up doing, right? Yeah. Um, but then you look at things like Cuphead, right? I, a lot of people I know that are playing Cuphead on the Switch don't even know it's a Microsoft game. Don't know it's related to that at all. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Xbox is going to lose its identity over time if it keeps doing this, right? But how much do they need to care about that if they're selling more than they have before? And it, Yeah, they're making money. Who cares? Yeah. It, the, to me, this is kind of a thing of them looking at like, hey, we're about to fight a different fight than PlayStation is. And we, we always talk about exclusives and how much they matter. And I feel like we don't necessarily agree fully. I think they matter so much and especially in the xbox playstation fight and i think that the reason that xbox is kind of coming up with a different business strategy is because they don't have the exclusives and they know that they're not going to have the exclusives and years ago when they had their uh all their announcements of their first party studios it it was like all right these are great studios but they're not at least so far we haven't seen them make halos you know what i mean or uncharted's we've seen them make Smaller things or bigger titles that don't necessarily appeal to everyone. Like it, not the giant triple. None of these are the triple A. Put it on the box of the console type things. And when yeah. they do, it's things like Sea of Thieves with Rare. And it's like that's people like it. You know, a lot of people play it, and especially because the Games Pass, a lot of people play it. But that's nobody can compare Last of Us and Sea of Thieves, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. And I think Xbox knows that, and they're like, cool. We need to adjust accordingly. And PlayStation is going to double down the other way because it worked for them so much. I truly believe that PlayStation's PS4 is winning as much as it is because it had the first-party titles that enticed people to come over, which meant they're like, we're just going to play the third-party titles here, too. You look at 360, it's like, the reason 360 won is because of online, and that was because of third-party titles. But they had the better online. They had the better just system out the door to be able to have the foundation for online shooters. Sure. Right? Yeah. So they won because of that. PlayStation won because it built up over time with the first parties enticing people over. Now this, it's a weird thing where next gen, is there a winner? Or is this PlayStation winning doing what it's been doing and Xbox now wins because it started a new, not even vertical, just kind of like horizontal across Putting all the games of gaming, everywhere. right? Yeah. My prediction on this specific thing is that Outer Worlds 2 will be everywhere. I think it's, it's very much in line of what you're saying. 
where I think Xbox knows the optics on hey we're doing something here different right and we are doing a gamers first decision that we are doing this stuff especially i think if if it's your any of that you're saved from outer worlds or the original here is going to carry over if so then i think they're going to be like hey we understand that you all fell in love with it everywhere we want to put it everywhere mm-hmm. but i could I, and i it, i feel like it's it's just such a not backwards but it's it's such a Xbox of old, console war of old decision to be like, we bought these guys and now they can't put it anywhere, even mm-hmm. though they've done it everywhere else already. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, fe- I feel like they wouldn't go and, and lock this one away. What What's most interesting to me is the, but then obviously we're going to have our big franchises like Forza, Halo, and see if these, where those games are designed from the outset to really exist on Xbox. And I think that'll continue. That think is key. You know, like how long until, like, at what point does it make sense to have any games that are like, truly exclusive when? You built the ecosystem out that has Game Pass everywhere, and you're putting your games on PlayStation Four. Why not put Halo on PlayStation Four? Because at some point that is at some point or PlayStation Five. That's a disservice to the community. Yeah, right. There is no real advantage to having it built from the ground up just for the Xbox. If it, it's only going to be for, you'd have to imagine a smaller group of people. If they're going to put their stuff everywhere, why would anybody specifically want to buy the Xbox? Right. Yeah. I mean, really, it comes down to Game Pass, right? And what they're going to do with Scarlet and all that jazz and what that looks like next time around. Where if that is something that with their streaming technology, you can run Game Pass anywhere. Like, is that the solution? And would PlayStation ever allow that? That you can mm-hmm. get the Xbox Game Pass on PlayStation? You d- I doubt it. I still think Switch is the most likely candidate and that yeah. they will do it. I do think. Yeah. I think they'll break down because it's going to be that whole thing with their streaming technology of play anywhere. That's the most exciting thing is the ability to have it. And I think, again, with everything we've seen with Xbox Live uh, coming to Switch, right, with Cuphead coming to Switch, them dipping their toes in there and really figuring out what's going on, I think that's going to continue. You know, they talk about the achievements and stuff coming over eventually. Yeah. I wonder when, though, because I feel like... That was, what, a GDC announcement where they talked about Xbox Live? Yeah, it was GDC, and then, you know, like, well, I guess Cuphead was GDC as well. Uh, it was before GDC that they were like rumor, like talking about it, like little light interviews and stuff. But I like at I guess next E three or whenever they announced the like really blow out the next Xbox. Is that where they talk Nintendo as well, or do you wait a little bit? Like you I would wait on it. I think uh, unless I mean unless it is that your streaming service is going day and date starting there. As yeah, well. that's the weird shit, man. Because I, I just don't know. I I feel like you can't split the message between we have this new console, but also we have this new service. It needs to be like, this is what Xbox is. Well, that's, I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. Because it's weak if you come out and be like, hey, we have this this box you can get. And yeah, it'll have Halo and this and this. But a lot of the other stuff you can get everywhere. And, it, you know, it's, it's better on Xbox. But is it really, you know, like at, what point are they trying to make there? I think, yeah, it would be, right, that if you're natively running it on the Xbox, you know, if something equivalent to the One X Plus, right, the One X2, mm-hmm. uh, then you're going to have a better experience than just streaming it to your phone. I'm not talking about streaming. I'm talking about, like, if uh, Outer Worlds 2 comes out on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Sure. Are they going to make it better on Xbox? No. And yeah. you see what I'm saying? That, 100%. that creates a weird world where they're going to have to make decisions where they got to be really careful of their their wording of things because why would people want to buy the inferior version of their own thing somewhere else yeah and it would seem shitty if it felt like they were kind of kneecapping the physical versions of their well you know what i mean like unique skew versions of their games not the streamed versions and at that point to me i'm like all right then you need to make the choice of are you a hardware or are you a platform and how are you going to drive that home to people Okay. 
Could, could there be a world where the hardware is now also a service? You buy the hardware and pay a monthly fee, and then you have access to all, like, the exclusive or, you know, first-party games just... Well, I mean, that exists now. Games Pass? Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's just Games Pass. But, like, could that could they be doubling down on that? I mean, that's that's what we're talking about. I yeah. think that that's what's going to happen. What I'm saying, though, is that I feel like when we're moving forward and if the if Xbox's limited already exclusives are not going to be exclusive, even like physically yeah, 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 coming yeah, to PlayStation 4, you're going to have to make a real argument for why people need to buy the box. Unless your argument is like you can. It's just, it's, it's a, yeah. we're, we're making a beast of a machine and it's going to be a, a great way to play these games. I still think that's what it's going to be. Yeah. I think yeah. that's going to be the messaging of like, yeah, with the with Scarlet. The you know streaming app or Project X Cloud, right? You can play this shit anywhere. You can play your Game Pass games anywhere. You can stream to your phone, stream whatever. But the best experience is going to be on this high quality Xbox Scarlet system that's here. That's streaming it in 8K or whatever is doing all or not streaming it is playing it in 8K. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has all the crazy ass sound or what is it ray tracing and all that shit. Yeah. I don't know all that fucking crap. If that's the case, here. though, wouldn't you want to talk about all the partnerships? together in that same conversation like wouldn't you want that e3 to be like here's the box here's all the different ways you can play it yeah switch is one of them you know it's it's what you're arguing of what is the messaging what are they trying to push the box are they trying to push the platform mm-hmm. if they're trying to push the platform then yes you want it all if they're trying to push the box no because you can do that you can do a year without switch you can do two years without switch yeah. where it's just like hey this is this awesome system we're going to prove it to all of you when you get your hands on project x cloud and they jump in they do they go through and they and they're like holy shit this works it's great i want it on more systems i want it on more devices and then it is the next year megaton at e3 or whatever that like hey guess what it is coming to switch yeah i guess i'm just looking at it as a like a subscription service if you want those numbers you want the most amount of machines to be able to subscribe to get the plan to yeah. prove that it works because then I feel like it's the other way where it's like the more people playing if they're playing on the switch it's like fuck I really would want a beefed up system to play this then they buy the the box you know yeah yeah, yeah. But, but I feel like you're gonna have gen one adopters no matter what out the door people yeah. are gonna pick it up and go and grab it right mm-hmm. so that you figure the switch service thing will give you the big boost of hey this is how many people are we're adding to the pool of people streaming the games and then hopefully yeah that leads to a bump of now you have a reason to buy the new xbox yeah real exciting stuff exciting times we'll see how it'll all pan out in the future uh number four daisy's been refused classification in australia this is luke riley at IGN. uh bohemia interactive yeah, Bohemian Interactive has addressed the classification issue, assuring fans it is currently working or looking at ways to solve the problem. Quote, we are aware of the classification board's intention to pull Daisy from the online sa- from all- from the online sales what is it? Explained Bohemian a statement provided to IGN. The game was just removed from the PlayStation and Xbox stores. The reason behind the rejection to classify the game is the specifics of drugs use, drug use in the game. For example, we have morphine in the game. Usage of it is allowed, but it has to be portrayed in very specific in a very specific way to fit under Australian re- regulations. End quote. Uh, the, this is another quote. Uh, the Australian player base is a big and very important part of our community. At the moment, we are looking for the best solution to keep the game on the Australian market and pass the classification according to all regulations. We will do everything in our power to keep the game playable and available for Australian gamers, end quote. Uh, Bohemia uh, specifically uh, mentioning morphine mirrors the classification problem Bethesda had with morphine in 2008 and State of Decay in 2013. Morphine is an opiate. Uh, that... Uh, maybe addictive, but it's available via prescription in Australia. 
come on, Australia, just get, stop this. Yeah, I'm sick of hearing all this stuff. You know what I mean? Remember, yeah. I remember back in the day with Left 4 Dead or whatever when they they had a you got shot or whatever and they had to like turn into flowers or rainbows or some crap like that because it yeah. couldn't like, Get over it. But then Freddie Wong made the the video because of that. The flower guns. How do I forget? Great video. Great yeah. Video. yeah What's going on with Freddie Wong? I don't see him make stuff anymore. He's, he's more behind the scenes. Yeah. Yes. Puppet master. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Moving his fingers Raven like that. Claw. Oh, now he's flying. Oh, Ravenclaw. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, didn't see that coming. Didn't see that coming at all. Um. Speaking of opiates. Last night's Patriot Act was amazing. You should watch oh, yeah, that was it about, as well. It was about opiates. Okay. Yeah. Well, there was fentanyl specifically. But did, did he talk about uh, Australia at all? Uh, no. Daisy? No. No, 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 no. He mentioned Fortnite again, though. Oh, okay. Because mm-hmm. it's like an addiction? Kind of. Mm, yeah. Okay. Fair, fair enough. I'll let it go. Uh, number five, Epic to address, is to address the uh, brute spawn rates in Fortnite. This is Epic on Reddit. Uh, we've lowered the spawn rates of the brute per storm circle in arena and tournament playlists. We will continue to monitor the impact of the change in advance of next week's championship series event. Uh, the beginning of the match now it is 21.5% chance that one, between one and three brutes will spawn. Previously it was a 100% chance. Storm one, uh, 44% chance between one and four brutes will spawn. Previously it was 100%. Jesus. Storm two, 40% chance between one to two brutes will spawn. Previously it was 100%. Uh, th- <laughs> storm three. 40% uh, percent chance uh, between one and two brutes will spawn. Previously, it was a 66% chance that two would spawn. Uh, storm 4, 10% chance that one brute will spawn. Previously, it was 50% chance that one would. And Storm 5, 3% chance that one brute will spawn. Uh, previously, it was 10% that one would spawn. Have you seen this or followed this? Or do, I know you don't keep your ear to the Fortnite thing. No, but they're the super-powered robots. Right. They added these basically these giant mechs called brutes, and they ta- everybody flipped the fuck out because they kind of ruined the game. Because uh-huh. like everybody was tweeting and hashtagging and of like remove the brutes or whatever. Remove the brutes because it was just such a pain in the ass. Brutes over party. Yeah, it, it was. I, I, there was one on the Fortnite subreddit that was great. Like, and it was just explaining if you weren't paying attention that it just basically turned every the final circle into a giant game of hide and seek. Mm-hmm. And it was this one kid just hiding underneath like one of the angled pieces as this brute like stomped all around trying to find it and kill it. So I love it. Everybody's getting what they want. It looks like, or at least Epic's paying attention as they have to with this game that constantly needs to be updated <laughs> at every step of the way. But good for them. Listening is always them. trying to toy around with it. Trying to first off put stuff in they think will be cool. Mm-hmm. Ah shit, everybody hates it. All right, fine, Figure we'll change it. it. Tweaky, we'll, tweak, tweak it, man. Tweak, tweaky tweak, as you always say. Uh, number six, Grid Two has been delisted on digital storefront. So this is James O'Connor at GameSpot. Uh, Grid 2, the 2013 sequel to Race Driver Grid, is no longer available on digital storefronts across PC, PS3, or Xbox 360. The game has been removed from sale, and while the reason for this reasons for this aren't clear, odds are that rights to cars, tracks, or music may have expired. Race Driver Grid was similarly delisted in January 2017. If you visit the game's Steam page, you're greeted with the following message, quote, at the request of the publisher, Grid 2 is no longer available for sale on Steam. The game is no longer available to purchase digitally on either Xbox 360 or PS3, although no reason is listed on either store. If you've purchased Grid 2 at an earlier point, it remains available to download onto your account to play. Tim? Yes. The ongoing problems of having a digital future. Were you on the show when the DuckTales delisting happened? I was, I was. What what was the long and short of that? Similar things where there's no real reason it just happened. Yeah, Capcom put up a very uh, uh, a Capcom Unity blog post that was like, "You better duck blur over here because we're taking it the fuck down." <laughs> I was like, "Wait, why are you why are you using so Whoa. many why are you using so many Ducktales puns in a very weird story?" Well, they did it. They just kept saying we're taking it down. Uh, my argument there was that that was uh, that was as to when Ultimate Alliance and all that got pulled. That was, you know, Marvel Games coming into power. I think this is, and I'm not even jo- being facetious, I think this is John Drake and Disney Games getting their shit in line where it's like, cool, 
cool. This agreement and licensing thing is up, and we're not going to renew because we want to bring everything in-house, and we want to own everything, and we don't want games out there that aren't directly involved with hmm. us. So that that's DuckTales. Grid, I think, yeah, that uh, James O'Connor is on the right page here. That Yeah, it's probably songs. It's probably yeah. car licenses. It's whatever. Yeah, it's upsetting, man. You know, like the preservation of video games is an important thing. And when you look at a lot of these these titles that you wouldn't necessarily think would get the get the axe kind of yeah. randomly out of nowhere. I mean, it was weird enough that DuckTales even was made to begin with. Yeah. Um, but it was. <laughs> and, you know, like with Grid 2, it's like I'm sure there's an audience for that that is going to be upset that they can't play it or can't get it if they if they wanted to. Sure. So I like it reminds me of Scott Pilgrim. The arcade, or yeah, not yeah, arcade yeah. Game, the Ubisoft I mean. game, yeah, yeah, yeah. beat him up. Like, game was awesome. You can't get it anymore. Turtles in Time reshelled or whatever the fuck it was called. Like, that's gone too. Yeah, and those are great games that just gone, gone to time into the wind legally at least. Oh, I see what you're doing. But at least if you bought it already, it's still there. Yeah, that's fine. That's good, right? Mm-hmm. There's some salvation there. Yeah, yeah. Like I still have Scott Pilgrim on my PS3. Sure, hell yeah, you do. PS Tres. Yeah. That's what they call it. Yeah. Do you worry about it? Though? I think we talk about it a lot, and I'm, I always come off very callous because I don't. Digital preservation. All right, this game from 2013 is being pulled down. Grid 2. Were you ever going to go back and play Grid 2? Were you about to go buy Grid 2? Not Grid 2, but I mean, DuckTales Remastered is one that, you know, I DuckTales was a great game on NES, and I, I never beat the remastered one. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, I'd be one day, maybe. But it's not you so much a, but it's, that. well, that's, the DuckTales is a game that I, me, I might actually go okay. back to, well, but, but that, had a few the, years. the truth is like, I wouldn't on PS3 or whatever. It's like, if it, if it was a uh, easily readily available to me somehow, probably. Yeah. Like, especially if it was on switch on an airplane. Sure. Get all up in that. Um, but going back to get it, no, probably not. And if I wanted to, there's ways to get it. Are there? Yes. The dark web? The dark web. Don't use the dark it's not web. even the dark web. It's kind of just the web. It's Google. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally just Google. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know. I feel like, the, don't Let's Plays, don't Let's Plays get it done nowadays? We talk about like digital preservation and shit. I just mm-hmm. feel like history books, you can, I mean, I guess it's not the same as film, right? Where most of the time you can find film and anywhere you want to go do it. I mean, I think it really it depends on who you are and what you're looking for out of it. The Jared Petties of the world want to be able to play any game and will play any game any chance that they get. Sure. I'm not necessarily like that, but I also know that any any game that I've ever wanted to go back and play, I've been able to somehow. Like back in the day, the the biggest problem I had was trying to play Knights into Dreams. Yeah. Because Saturns were really hard to come by. I was a poor kid and the emulators didn't work for the Saturn. Yeah. I fucked everything up and then they fixed it. (laughs) <laughs> and then they released Knights 2 on Wii, and I bought that. And it was horrible. You got burned. I did. Tim, Yeah. I can't wait to see what game burns you next. Mm. But I don't know where to find out where the dates for those games would be. If I wanted to think about video game dates, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Out today! Hidden Mysteries, Royal Family Secrets on PC, uh, The Machine That Breathes on PC, Pirates of Everseas on PC, and Rogueverse on PC. New dates for you. Uh, Knights and Bikes finally has a release date. It's coming to Steam and PlayStation 4 August 27th. If you do not know Knights and Bikes, you should go watch the party mode me and Andy did with Rex where we call uh, Rahul Kohli to mm-hmm. understand in it. In it. In it. In it. Anyways, that's up on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and it's a good party mode. Uh, the game nobody can pronounce and everybody yells about. Grease, Gris, Gree is coming to iOS August mm. 22nd. And then 13, XIII. Remember this game? Yeah. It's it's getting a remake, which I somehow missed. This is the type of game that's going to get delisted in like 
six years. Sure. Uh, it's been delayed, though. It's now coming 2020 to switch PS4, Xbox One, seven and then. PC. Uh, and what? That was the David Duchovny one, right? Isn't that the one where he was like a killer? You wake up, you don't understand what's happening, you go shoot stuff? I never played it. I always got it really confused with uh, the Red Dead series. Huh. Because there was the original Red Dead revolver. Yeah. Had very similar cover art, if I remember huh. correctly. You think, are you sure you're not thinking of Gun? You know what? I might be thinking gun, of Gun. Yeah, Gun was a different is a Western that I played in. Porty Pete on me while I played it. But I, I am just talking about the box art. Okay. Totally different. Yeah. Definitely no, different I don't think that's the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I miss the cell shaded boom, though. Are you kidding me? It was yeah, awesome. I know that we're still like now we're just perfecting it. Uh, but man, there was that moment during the PS2 generation that sure. it was just like, you want a game to look fucking shit hot? Yeah. Here you <laughs> go. Add some cells. Yeah. Shade them. Superman the Animated Series one on PS2. There Superman you go. Shadow of Apocalypse. Spider-Man. Fight for Apocalypse. Shadow of Apocalypse. Yeah. yeah. That was a good one too. It was hot. Uh, deals of the day for you. Guess what? Uh, THQ Nordic is not done pumping out weird ass special Pump editions for the you. Jam. They got two for Destroy All Humans. Uh, let's start with Destroy All Humans Crypto 137 edition. This this unique example of human craftsmanship is brought to you uh, by your benevolent fur-on overlords. The Crypto 137 edition will be available at select retailers for a suggested retail price of $399.99. Dude, they got it. They know what's up. contains the following items. The Destroy All Human games. Crypto 137 figurine. It's 23 inches high. Uh, crypto backpack. Uh, keychain. Six lithographs. Eye-popping anti-stress toy. Premium box. <laughs> includes all the in-game crypto skins. Or you could get the Destroy All Humans DNA Collector's Edition. Holy cow, the DNA Collector's Edition will be available at select retailers for the suggested retail price of $149.99. Uh, Destroy All Humans game. Crypto and cow figurine. Keychain. Six lithographs. Eye-popping anti-stress toy. Premium box. And all the in-game crypto skins and a destroy all humans board game that may or may not no be no no and that one we did for darksiders confirm eventually that that is only available it's, in, okay it's only available in the really 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 expensive version of darksiders genesis man thq what are they doing i don't know is it gonna work out i don't know do they have time splitters someone has time splitters and i think it's them get the fuck on that that's what i want what, right what's now. Spe- how much would you pay for a time splitter special edition <laughs> $60. That's it? Okay, you're just going up to retail price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair, I, that's fair. I mean, depending on what it was. What if they gave you a backpack? Yeah, see, I don't want... I don't, no, I just want I want the games. Yeah. If you gave me, like, the, you get the trilogy, I'd be like, all right. I'm in. Yeah. That's what you want. Maybe $70. Wow, <laughs> up to $70. Now uh, yeah, yeah, THQ Ordic now owns Time Splitters. Well, where's August my Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning, all right? Get over there. Just, with, shake it from EA. Here's the fucking thing, Lay it on Greg. Me. THQ Nordic, team up with Nintendo... And just bring Time Splitters back as a Switch game, a Switch party game. Understand what it is. It's an old school first person shooter multiplayer game. Okay. Stupid characters, fun characters. Stupid characters, fun characters. Like, it was just, it's, remember Odd Job? Who could forget? That's all Time Splitters was. You want to be a fucking monkey? You get to be a monkey. You want to be a guy, giant glove hand that's giant? You can do that too. Yeah. His name was Mr. Handy. As it should be. Yeah. He's quite handy. Was that a was no, catchphrase catch or you just make it up? That was okay. catchphrase. Okay. Time Splitters never ca- caught on for us. I feel, but that, I feel like it would have. Yeah. I mean, it was it was the team that made Goldeneye. Yeah, that just was the thing. Is I remember, I remember when it came over. Somebody brought it over to my house for a sleepover. And we were like, and eh, we always went back to playing Perfect Dark. And Time Splitters is very similar to the Fast and Furious, where it just like it hits a point where it's like, okay, we know what we are. Let's just fucking dive in. Okay. Like Time Splitters Two's uh, campaign. Oh, I would give anything to replay that right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool, Greg. Get the PS2. Wow. It's here. 
That's right. I think it's connected. Dramatic effect, guys. Sorry, my apologies. It's not here. Cool. We're going to bring it in. Tim, it's time for reader mail. But first, I'll tell you about our sponsors. First up, it's Quip. The easiest way to ease back into a routine? Start it before September, especially if you're headed back to school. Simplify the mornings and evenings now with a simpler electric toothbrush from Quip. Timed sonic vibrations cover the basics of every part of your mouth and just take two minutes twice a day. The mirror mount puts brushing front and center in your bathroom, so you'll remember to bookend your day using the new brush. And the lightweight, compact design means you can bring it along with you on those last summer weekend getaways. So enjoy sleeping in, then ease back into the swing of things with a smile. Quip has a built-in two-minute timer that pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides and help you clean your whole mouth evenly. Up to 90% of us don't brush for the full two minutes or don't clean evenly. Brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months and, for just $5, a uh, friendly reminder of when it's time to refresh and stay committed to your oral health. 75% of us use old, worn-out bristles that are ineffective. Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association. They're backed by over 25,000 dental professionals, and they have thousands of verified five-star reviews. Kind of funny loves Quip. I use it. Tim uses it. True. Even Joey Noel uses it. I use it today, too. It's a race. Mm -hmm. Clearly, we use it. It's this sitting there on the mirror mount. I know I got to use it. Here's the thing, Greg. I had a slight issue today with mine because okay. I had to uh, replace it. Was, the three months were up. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I, got, time, I got my thing yesterday. Replace the thing. Last week. And uh, I got a white one and I had to put it on my mm. sexy black. But I will say now it has the sexy dual tone thing That's going cool. on. That's cool. And it's, it's nice. That's why we love Quip and why it's perfect for getting back into a routine. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash games right now, you can get your first refill pack for free. That's your first refill pack free at G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash games. Ups next, it's Experian. Experia. Experian. Experian. My bad. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> uh, you know the better your credit score, the easier it is to get the stuff you want or the less you have to pay. So the question is, why is it so hard to raise your score? Now it won't be thanks to Experian. They've launched Experian Boost, a brand new way to instantly increase your credit scores for free. Why? A higher credit score can help you establish and get access to credit and preferred rates for the things you want and need in life. Experian is on a mission to help boost America's credit score with the help, or I'm sorry, which will help millions of people across the country build and get better access to credit. People all across America already raise their credit scores with Experian Boost, and you should too. For the first time ever, paying your utilities and cell phone can instantly improve your credit score. Experian Boost works by giving you credit for the bills you're already paying through your bank account, like water, gas, electric, cable, and cell phone. Uh, it used to take months to see your credit score rise a point or two. With Experian Boost, you can increase your credit scores instantly. Boost is free to use and only available from Experian. Up until now, you've been paying your utility and cell phone bills and not getting any credit for. Now you can. Everybody should do this. As we get older and older, we start needing credit mm -hmm. for houses and things. Mm -hmm. And this is an easy way to make sure you're bumped up to the great thing. And everybody goes, this guy deserves a house. And you go, thank you. I can't believe it's taken this long for someone to do this. What are you waiting for? Experian Boost can potentially help you establish or increase your access to credit. Boost your FICO score and instantly for free. Boost is only available at Experian.com slash KF Games. That's E-X-P-E-R-I-A-N. There is an N dot com slash KF Games. Boom. Xperia. Trying to get me as I start the ad. You, you got got. Yeah, you got got. I got all right, got. you got got. Let's keep rolling with. Oh, jeez, my Louise. I this is a long ass question. Louise. We're gonna keep rolling with uh, Parker Petrov on his Xbox uh, conversation we've been having. All right. Yes. Good. It's about PlayStation. Though. Good day, <laughs> KFGD crew. <laughs> I saw on Windows Central today an article that stated for one developer, game sales quadrupled because it was in Game Pass. 
In the past, Microsoft has stated as well that games in Game Pass generally lead to higher sales. This leads me to wonder why Sony hasn't seemed to make any changes to PlayStation Now as a reaction, as the service seems stagnated in comparison to Game Pass. As of now, PS Now uh, still can't download PS3 games. PS Now still lacks re- recent hits such as God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, etc. Game Pass has an image where you can play the latest games on it. Uh, while all the latest games aren't available, they still maintain a good variety of newer games that are still being talked about, streamed, etc. Where PS Now feels like an afterthought to Sony in a time whereas PS Now feels like an afterthought to Sony. In a time when Disney is adding Disney Plus, NBC is prepping their own subscription service, Netflix is pumping out original content for their subscription service, much of Microsoft's success as a global company under uh, Satya uh, Nadella has been because of its shift to a service-based company for its office. In an age when subscription services bombard consumers with a constant stream of new content that compete for a person's hours of engagement on a daily basis, how long do you think Sony can afford to neglect the market trends at large and maintain the status quo? I think that they have a while. Yeah? They'll be okay. Yeah. But a while meaning two years. Like, I think when next gens are real and out there, like, that's when we're going to have to see some real, real change. I don't think we're necessarily. I, again, we've talked about this a lot. I think PS Now is going to get rebranded totally, or like maybe at PlayStation Five, yeah, turn into something new, some new service that that makes sense to people. Um, I don't. We remember we brainstormed a bunch of names. I don't remember any of the the good ones. There weren't any good ones. Yeah, <laughs> we got some good ones. <laughs> okay, you know, whatever you say. There. Whatever you um, say, Walt. But yeah, I I feel that the the Xbox like they've been building this and they're gonna have it right out the gate. I think that PlayStation are being quiet for a reason. They also partnered with Microsoft recently with or, X, yeah. with XCloud and all that stuff, and like that stuff doesn't happen overnight. So um, I feel like that it's gonna take a little longer for them to. It's the normal thing we talk out. about on this show where we've said it multiple times. I think we talk the most about Game Pass because Game Pass is making all the news, making all these announcements, doing all these things. However. When that, uh, what was it, the digital, the, the, when revenue splits came out, it was the fact that PlayStation Now is crushing in terms of revenue earned. So it's interesting. So I'm looking here. Sony says that PlayStation Now, uh, this is from April 28th uh, this year, PlayStation Now has grown to 700K active users, and that's less than 1% of PS4's current install base. Yeah. Uh, but they're still making a lot of money there. So it's like, it's a weird thing of like, what's the key performance indicator there, right? Yeah. Because I mean, they're making money, which is awesome, but that is not a, a great uh, install number. No, if you Com- yeah, you have that many out there, you'd like to have that number. Yeah. So, but they do have a foot in it already. So, how hard or easy is it going to be for them to be like, now here's the next gen of what this looks like and all the great things you get, and also we have the head start of having seven hundred thousand people. Yeah. 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 I think it'll be uh, to your point. Person who wrote in, Parker. Sorry, I was sick all weekend. I'm still not over. Uh, I do feel that they have to make it a priority next time around. They have to have an answer for this as things keep going that way. But what it end up, ends up looking like is what I can't figure out. Mm-hmm. Are, are they going to get aggressive like Xbox Game Pass and actually be bringing games in and having them uh, be exclusive to Game Pass or to PS Now or whatever they call it? Are they going to say the thing of, all right, cool, all our PlayStation exclusives day and date are part of this? Do they bundle it with PlayStation Plus? Is it just another bonus to Plus and Plus goes up in price and rebranding, renaming? Yeah. There's a lot. I don't know. I can't imagine them doing that. Because everything works right now, right? Everything works. They're they're killing it. Everything's going well. The sales are through the roof. Look, Why change this? The sales of their exclusive games are through the roof. Why yeah. would you change that? Yeah. Now, so uh, Parker here 
has some interesting things where he starts off saying, I saw on Windows Central today an article that stated for one developer, game sales quadrupled because it was in Game Pass. And in the past, Microsoft stated that Game Pass generally leads to higher sales. What does that mean? Yeah, it was, it's been a, a common held belief or whatever, quote, that uh, if you put your game on Game Pass, it sells better than if it wasn't on Game Pass. But, Obviously, the argument would be that if you put it on Game Pass that, oh, God, people are getting the game for free. Nobody's going to buy this game. Yeah. It's the argument that more people are out there talking about it. So like when I was talking about Moonlighter, even though I was talking about it on Switch, it is on Game Pass. However, tons of people went and bought it in general. So if, if there's people playing it off of Game Pass talking about it, people are still going to go buy it on the platform they want. They're not going to think it's a Game Pass thing necessarily. Interesting. So it's like a demo. On yeah. A, a I mean, it's, it's just getting... It's not even a demo as much as it is any publicity is good publicity, right? Mm-hmm. Getting the game into more people's hands. Like I've done too with Game Pass where uh, that... Uh, FIFA Thieves game that that they announced at uh, X018 maybe whatever, but it was an Xbox Game Pass game. Oh, remember the that was based on one, the Skybound right? thing. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh shit, I'll try this. And if that had been like, uh, I gotta buy it, I wouldn't have bought it. But I jumped on and I got it on Game Pass, and I was like, oh okay, not for me. I don't really like this thing. But I I did it and I jumped and I did the same thing everybody else does. I think where I went into Game Pass for one thing, oh that wasn't for me. Popped out. I'm like, but what else is in here? No, okay. Grab that. Did this. Played for a little bit on these different hmm. things. Like I think that's what they're talking about. And then if it is that you're in that mindset, you're jumping in, you're playing other stuff. Then yeah, you're opening the window to actually go off and buy stuff from there. Interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, from your wrong, somebody sent in this VG twenty four seven thing. PlayStation now leads in subscription revenue with one hundred and forty three million for the quarter. This is from November twenty eighteen. Uh, yeah, this is one. Oh, there's a the chart. Yeah, yeah. I'm just opening. I'm opening up the little graphic here. Yeah, major publishers are experimenting with this. PlayStation. Oh, okay. So of $273 million of quarterly revenue, right? Uh, PlayStation Now had 52% of that. Xbox uh, Game Pass had 15%. EA Access had 16 Well, there's a whole bunch of different EA breakdowns there, but mainly for what we're talking about. PlayStation mm-hmm. Now still uh, creaming uh, Xbox Game Pass, which is interesting, which is not it what is. I, would, I would expect. Yeah, and that, that's they're just in the shadows right now, and it's like... Xbox are desperate to make the, the power moves to, you know, own the conversation of next gen. I feel like they've been doing that for the last, what, year and a half at the very least. Yeah. We're going to, they're going to own it for the next year, you got to imagine. And then PlayStation's going to come through and it's not going to require much of them to win back the conversation pretty easily. You think so? I really do. What I mean, do they do? They just keep their exclusives going on. Like, do not have the same, like, have the flipped situation of the PS4. Where PS4 launched with no big exclusives for a long time. Yeah. Now, just keep rolling. Keep Have the PS4 and fucking strong, 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 strong. PS5 launches. Just keep going. You know? Like, okay. that's all they have to do to continue their success. Okay. Do you think it's... Where do you come down then? Uh, so is this the... To continue the success and have exclusive for the PlayStation 5, are we just doing cross-gen exclusives? Where, hey, Last of Us Part 2 is out next year, uh, probably spring, right? And uh, yeah, February was the rumor, right? Spring, and then from there, PlayStation Five launches in the fall, and there's a high res texture pack, whatever the fuck they want to call it. Yeah, I don't see it that way. I, well, Ghost of we, Tsushima we is a PlayStation Five game. Is I think it? it's their the PlayStation Four games, but then you can play them on Five, and it's the same thing as like the enhanced for X, yep, enhanced yep, yep, for yep, whatever. Yep, yep, yep. It just has that. But I'm saying that uh, maybe not at launch because I think that might be a little lofty. But let's say it launches in November, Spring 2021. That would be, yeah. Spring 2021, Horizon 2, right? Yeah. Then you go forward, you get God of War. And then you go forward, you get Spider-Man. It's like, maybe not in that order, but like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I I feel like we're going to get all of the last end of 
PS4 lifecycle games are going to be played best on PS5. That's a good enough conversation starter for people. There's going to be the early adopters that are going to get it anyways. Give it a couple months. You get those third-party titles. You get all that stuff of the fall. And then the following spring, just boom, hit hard. Okay. I'd like that to be the case, Tim. We'll have to wait and see. I mean, we know those games are coming. Do we, Tim? Yeah. Do we, Tim? Horizon 2. God, I can't wait. God of War 2. God, I can't Spider-Man wait. 2. God of War 2 is going to be further out. Wait but it's going to happen. Yeah, but Corey Barlock's going to drag his fucking feet forever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. One hit wonder. Uh, the nanobiologist writes in to patreon.com slash games and says, Hey, Greg and Tim. I hope you guys had a good weekend. Uh, what is going on in the gaming world? Booga. I always say his name wrong, I think. Bugha. The 16-year-old uh, Fortnite World Cup champion got swatted, and thankfully it de-escalated quickly. I thought swatting was done. We've had over a year since the last major swatting case, but this just feels like pouring salt into an open wound since we are just getting out of the Ooblets case, where they got continuous death threats for their comments uh, and switched to the Epic Games platform. And then, someone threatens to burn down Square in Japan to give them back their... Someone threatens to burn down Square in Japan to give them their money back after losing a game. Why are people so quick to do these heinous acts? Uh, Do they not realize how severe these threats are? Or that these threats slash actions do carry severe consequences? Please, things just need to calm down so we can all enjoy what we enjoy and move on from what gets us mad. Uh, Swatting's not over at all. I just don't think you hear about it necessarily in the biggest of high-profile cases. Mm -hmm. I saw this one. uh, Did you hear about this or anything? Mm Mm-mm. Watch the video of it today. It's totally like it. It, it isn't. It, we've seen bad swats, right? We've seen swatting go wrong before, right? And uh, be a horrible, horrible thing. This one they lucked out on in the fact that one of the responding officers is like lives in the neighborhood and knows him. So like when he got there, he's like, "What's going on?" And like the dad who came and got him and brought him out, this poor sixteen-year-old who was playing Fortnite at the time, streaming, comes out and like they settled it in like ten minutes and came back in. He's like, "Dude, I just got swatted." They came in with guns, yeah. and it's like such a weird fucking thing to do, but that still totally happens. It's just I don't think you hear about it necessarily in the right circles. Um, and I also don't. I mean, as we go into it, you know what I mean. You're, then you're talking about Ooblet's uh, death threats, and you're also talking about Square Enix threats of burning stuff down. That outside of uh, the swatting thing, which is a real, I mean, like, lives are on the line, obviously, when police officers respond with guns drawn and think somebody's being held against their will. Uh, when you get to the arrest of it, that's just the fucking internet. And it's the same dark side of the internet that's always been there. Yeah. When I review games in 2008 on the internet and people are fucking like, I'm going to fucking come kill you, you idiot. All right. Internet sucks. Yeah. But it's awesome. Use it for good. But it's awesome. That's the problem is it goes both ways. Right, Tim? Absolutely. Okay. So just be the change you want to see, nanobiologist. You want to yeah, see. you specifically. This is on you. <laughs> I'm going to put this on No, you. it's not on you. You know what I mean? It's on everybody. <laughs> everybody needs to be the change they want to see. Be better to each other. Uh, things need to calm down so we can enjoy what we enjoy, he says. Enjoy what you enjoy. Celebrate the things you enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, I didn't want to put this. I, well, I shouldn't say that because I sounds like I'm blaming you or something. But I thought about putting the swatting on the news and it's just like, well, no, why? What's, yeah. What good comes from that? I've had a couple of those news stories recently. Uh, Jeffrey P. Long writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, hey, Greg and Tim, I like your hair. He's talking to you specifically, for sure. Thank you. It's a good haircut. I do like it, too. too. I just bought my ticket for PAX West for Friday, and I'm so excited. But I've been been—I've never been to PAX before, or any type of convention, actually. And I'm wondering what I'm going to be actually doing. Am I going to be playing games, watching other people play games, waiting in lines for most of the day? Yeah. I was wondering if you could give me an idea of what to expect out of my time there, and just any general tips for a PAX first-timer. Uh, thanks for all the hard work. I love you guys. General tips are uh, go in with a plan. Don't just show up and mm. and just be like, all right, what's going to happen? Like You look at... I would start by looking at panel schedules sure. and decide which ones interest you at all. Make notes of all those, the times and the rooms that they're in. Then look at the list of 
games that might be there, like booths and Presenters, stuff. Presenters, yeah, yeah. And, and see if there's any game that you're like, oh my God. I have I, to see I that. I have to see that. Know that any game you're going to try to play, you're probably going to be in line for an hour minimum. And it's not going to be worth playing the 10-minute demo that you get unless it is to you. Choose the one game that mm-hmm. you're like, this, especially if you're only there one day. Right? Yeah, you, yeah, you said Friday. Friday. Yeah. If, of course, I'll see it's 4.30. 4.30. Kind of funny game. I would not play a game uh, if, if you're only there one day. Yeah. Unless there's something you're like, I got to get my hands on this. And then understand you're going to wait a long time and you're going to miss out on a lot of other things. But I think the panels are, are a really good thing to get into. And you don't need to go too long uh, to, to get wait, ahead of time. To, to yeah, get ahead yeah. of time. Like you have to go wait in a line. But I would say more often than not, PAX is pretty good about getting the right size room for the um and there's a pax presenters. line twitter you can follow that keeps you updated on how f- full the line is yeah doesn't then, help you on top like, of that just a general fun stuff it's like yeah reach out to kind of funny best friends and see subreddit. who else is going yeah, go yeah. on subreddit meet up with each other and then hang out and then you guys can do things together tag team yeah yeah uh yeah it, what everything tim said there of course i think having a plan is it i think not letting it let it all roll off your back don't yeah you get there something goes wrong mm-hmm. who the fuck cares go on to the next thing go have some fun uh it would be helpful yeah to have somebody to run around with that's always cool you can meet kind of funny best friends out there remember we're doing a whole bunch of stuff uh, kind of funny.com slash events uh off the top of my head on friday uh, i'm hosting the guild wars uh two event which is a offsite event you can come to. You don't need a PAX pass. And then, yeah, 430 is the kind of funny game showcase PAX panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can come to that as well, see a whole bunch of cool games. Um, but yeah, look at the pa- the panel schedule, go from there. Uh, don't be afraid to talk to people, especially if you're in line for the same thing. We always talk about that. If you're in line for a game, that person's as interested in that game as you are. So turn to your right, turn to your left. Have your Switch with you, play some multiplayer, suit, yeah. do some Mario Kart, hang out. Uh, wear deodorant, of course. Bring hand sanitizer. Um, well. Hydrate, as always. Mm-hmm. Uh, have a food plan. Uh, the other cool thing about it, the, one of the reasons I love PAX West, of course, is that when the convention ends, it doesn't end. You can meet out, out into Seattle. There's always events going on and things to do. Uh, we're still. Tr- I think Friday there's a What's Good meetup. You'd have to check on Andrea or Steimer or Brit's stuff about that. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out when I want to play Pokemon Go with people and walk around the city. So there's a whole bunch of stuff happening. And secret things. Time to squat up. <laughs> this is where one of you writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Give me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together. Today, Sarah needs help. Sarah writes in and says, hey, Greg, like you, I'm a Pokemon trainer trying to be the best there like ever was and catch them all. I'm level 38 in Pokemon Go and would like to spend, or I'd like to find some KF best friends to swap gifts with for the XP bonus and reach that level cap. My friend code is 35777346712. If you want to hit me up on Twitter to coordinate lucky eggs, you can catch me at Dutchie, D U T C H I E underscore 86. Cheers, Sarah. So, if you. Want to play some Pokemon Go with Dutchie underscore 86. Hit her up. Figure that friend code I'm not repeating. Yeah. It's on YouTube. I have a bonus squad up for oh, today. Oh, that I oh. Want to do. oh. Uh, yesterday, G and I uh, went to one of my favorite restaurants in the world. This Outback Steakhouse. Nick's uh, over, oh, in, over in Pacifica. Crab sandwich out of this goddamn world. Really? Like, oh, my Lord. It's fantastic. Been going there forever. It's oh, like old, old family place. Like I would go, My mom would take us when we were like little kids. Um, great place. Is it by the barbecue? Tr- that barbecue? Yes, caboose? it is. Okay, real close to that. Actually, mm-hmm. it's on the beach. I know Pacifica. Yeah, it's, it's right next. Got to, have you been there. to that barbecue place? There. No. Yeah, there's no seats. We're about to go there. Yesterday. I've been to the Taco Bell. 
I've been to the nice little coffee shop across from the Taco Bell, like okay. across the giant field that yeah. Jen tried to walk through. It was like, not a chance in hell. Takes. We went on this path and went over there. Yeah, yeah, have yeah. you been to the Taco Bell since it's got all fixed up? I have. Nice. That's when the tick stuff happened. Oh, yeah, yeah. So this right. place is really close to the Taco Bell, just on the other side of that. How close is it to the ticks? I mean, it's next. Ticks. It's directly next to the I got to walk ticks. through the fucking ticks. Jesus yeah, yeah, Christ. Yeah. I mean, um, just don't go to the Taco Bell, and then you don't need to walk. Okay, good point. Good point. Good point. Anyways, this place is fantastic. I've been going there my entire life. And uh, G and I were there yesterday and ran into a best friend who lost his goddamn mind seeing us. Like, I don't think I've ever seen someone react so viscerally. And I was just like, dude, this is awesome. And he's like, I've been working here for 10 years. Like wow. he, and he, he doesn't work there anymore, but he worked there 10 years. He's like, I can't believe I'm seeing you guys here. This is crazy. And uh, he was super nice and uh, hooked us up. Never thought in my life I'd get Nick's hooked up for us, and that was fantastic. Nice. So thank you for that. But I wanted to give him a shout-out. His name's Kevin Lee. He doesn't have any social media, but he was like, yeah, I don't do the social stuff. He's like, but what I do do? <laughs> do do. It's PSN. And I was like, bro. Oh, what, what okay, is okay. It? It's Lil Bruce Banner 3. That's a good so, name. So L-I-L Bruce Banner 3. Uh, he plays Red Dead Redemption 2 online, oh. little Black Ops, uh, Blackout, and just, just normal Black Ops, and uh, Rocket League. So if you want to play with him, his PSN name is Lil Bruce Banner 3. Tell him that Tim Getty sent you. Did you talk to him about what like role he's going to choose now in Red Dead Online since they're adding no, all the No, no, no. Is he going to be like a fur trader? He looked like a fur trader. I'll tell oh, yeah? you that. No, no joke. He looked exactly like James Burke. He was the most oh, Bay wow. Area looking kid I think I've ever fucking seen yeah, in my yeah. life. Yeah. This won't go well in terms of my perception of James Burke. <laughs> but I was watching that Lorena Bobbitt special, right? Have you seen this thing on Amazon? This like mm-hmm. multi-part documentary about Lorena Bobbitt. You know who she is? Mm-mm. Then this will make even less sense to you. But they're doing modern day interviews, like contemporary interviews with John Wayne Bobbitt. And I was like, why does this guy seem from... I was like, James Burke. He reminds me a lot of James Burke. <laughs> and as you see this, it will not... It, that doesn't play. I like James a lot. It was just in the interviews where you're like, maybe I had a wrong idea. And then you go through that. All you're like, this guy's sucks no it wasn't i don't i don't think james sucks <laughs> just the mannerisms of john wayne bobbitt today got it you know what i mean the way he talks and gets interviewed i digress yeah it's time for you're wrong this is where people watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games uh you know it is that yeah, that roosh teeth podcast services mm-hmm. man i'll tell you what just be not having that 100% in the tank kills you. Yeah? Yeah. The nanobiologist writes in, uh, Rooster Teeth did not acquire Machinima content. Uh, both were under Otter Media, a division of AT&T, and all con- content was just migrated over after the channel got disabled. Uh, that's breaking news. I'm, uh, there's a couple, and I'll, I'll say them, but I, I hold the rights to do these tomorrow as well. Uh, the <laughs> Breaking news from Boards and Double Zero, Minecraft 4K official texture pack slash patch has been canceled. This is being reported on by Kotaku. Um, and I, I'll just get all the breaking news out of the way. Uh, Nanobiologist says that Quantic Dream is interested in becoming a boutique publisher. Uh, that's, I don't feel breaking news. Um, Nanobiologist also says, this is officially breaking news from Greg Miller. Cross save for Destiny launches on August 21st. So there you go. Uh, for more your wrongs though let's jump back in here no don't care about that mm-hmm. no 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 uh, nanobiologist says that as of uh, 2014 left for dead and left for dead 2 are fully uncensored in Australia uh, in the Australian censored version there was much less blood spray and the bodies uh, despawned almost immediately okay but so that's now but back in the day it wasn't like that correct too late you, you wronged yourself I don't understand got him uh, these are just questions about what we're saying. Ill Grill Chill says the PAX line Twitter is at PAX underscore lines. 
And there we go. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Every weekday. Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. RoosterTeeth.com. Podcast services around the globe. We run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. Let's talk about your host for the week. And actually, it becomes a pop quiz for one. Tim Geddes. What the fuck does that mean? Tuesday is listed as Greg and Andrew. Okay. But Greg has to go see his cancer doctor for his annual checkup. Mm. And that's going to bleed into the normal kind of funny games daily time. Mm -hmm. So the way I see it, you have two options, Tim. Yes. You host with Andrew tomorrow. Okay. And Andrew can lead, I assume. I'll reach out to her. But then you got Harry Potter right afterwards. Yeah. Which I know you have to do prep work for too. And I know you won't do it today. Or That's all true. we could flip Harry Potter and Kind of Funny Games daily. Mm-hmm. I'd have to reach out to Andrea and say, hey, can you actually get here at way later? And it'll also be a moving target because you guys are going to wax on and on and on about fucking Ron Weasley. It's good. It's a good movie. That's pretty much the options. I could throw Barrett on there with Andrea, too. Let's talk later. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Jesus, that was worthless. You're bad right? at the pop quiz. Wednesday, it's me and Gary Witta. Thursday, it's Andrea and Barrett. Friday, it's Fran and Andrea. Uh, Gamescast this week is Wednesday, August 14th at 2 p.m. You can watch live patreon.com slash games. It's going to be me, Tim, Fran, and Andrea. If you're like, wait a second, why are the guys going? Uh, why is nobody on? Why? why are Tim and Greg not on Thursday and Friday? It's because we are going to the Canadian National Exhibition in Toronto this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. You can come hang out with us. Uh, up in Toronto, CNE, two panels a day, Drinkbox, Ubisoft, and Nathan from Cappy. It's going to be a lot of fun, different things to play. Uh, I figure we'll finish it off and we're going to come off. We're going to kill these panels, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're going to walk off and go get a beer. You know Hell what I mean? Yeah, dude. Is that what I, you you down? Brewskies. I want to eat the, f- they got crazy brewskies. fried food there. They got crazy fried food there too. I mean, I'm down for all of that. Uh, all this information, of course, is up on kindoffunny.com slash events. You can go there and do it. What do you got, Kev? What's wrong? It just sounds like fun. Yeah. You see SummerSlam happen in Toronto last night? Bastards. So close. Yeah. 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 Jerks. You see Xavier's hair? No. Oh, you gotta you gotta go to his Twitter, actually. Uh you should go to Xavier Woods PhD as well and watch the video of his hair because it's fantastic. Uh actually, Kevin, you want to just pull it up? Yeah, we can end the show with that. Alright, cool. Don't look at it. Stop okay, looking. I'm stopping. Right, I'm gonna throw this into your face if you don't stop looking. Don't do that. Do it. Do you watch Handmaid's Tale? Edge. No, I don't. Okay. Edge returned. Just as a fun thing. But like his the rated R superstar, rated R superstar, you pretty high, pretty high. And then uh, Alexa Bliss came out in yeah. a Buzz Lightyear outfit. Here we go. Throw this up. Oh my God! Look at look at Austin Creed. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been kind of funny. Games Daily. I we did love you. see this. I didn't know it was him. We love Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed. Subscribe to Up Up Down Down. I think they're close to two million subs. And until next time, no, it's been our pleasure to serve you. I love him.